we're really, really happy to announce that um, that we are just signed a, an ambassadorship program with Schedulicity. Schedulicity is a scheduling app, and um, they've been kind enough to uh, to help us out this next year. Yeah, they uh, we met them in L.A. when we did the uh, Salon Digital Summit, and they really believed in what we were doing mm-hmm. and how we were doing it. And so they wanted to know how they can partner up with us to uh, to even reach more listeners and, exactly. and give what we give. That's that's right. So um, with our uh, with our partnership with uh, Schedulicity, we will be able to reach more hairdressers and we'll be able to bring a lot more content and get to a lot more hair shows. So uh, hopefully we can see you guys out there in the hair shows when we're there visiting. Yeah. And, and they're going to give us a, some business tips uh, throughout the podcast as well. And I'm so excited that, you know, we're partnering up with people that believe in the same things we believe in. Yeah, no doubt. That, that, that's pretty exciting. So uh, anyway, Schedulicity, once again, big shout out to you. And uh, thank you for joining your day off. <laughs> Silly. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey and of course I'm sitting with my best bud, Tony. What's up, Tony? What's up, bud? You, man. Oh, man. You know, we're here at uh, the Cosmo. I'm going to mess it up. Go ahead. It's the longest title of a hair show ever. We're at the Cosmoprof Mid-Atlantic Fashion Focus, and we're in, I don't know, National Harbor, D.C. or something. The Camellia Four Room. (laughs) Exactly. At the Gaylord. Yep. All those stuff. Uh, Sitting here with Miss Ruby. Miss Ruby. So, um, actually, I'm not even going to attempt her last name because uh, I can't roll my R's. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Try it. No, I'm not trying it at all. But, um... So I mean, you know, we're at this Cosmo uh, event, and um, and Kate is a uh, is one of the Cosmo prof artists. So um, just yeah, fortunate that we get to talk to her today. Oh, absolutely! You know, and, and she's from the West Coast. She has a pretty cool story, and uh, can't. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Actually, this podcast uh, we've been bantering back and forth before the uh, before we record it, and it's just yeah, she's awesome. Is it time? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to mess this up. Actually, I'm not. I'm just going to avoid it. I think that's all I'm going to do. Uh, Miss, uh, so it's, oh god, this is crazy. Kate, Miss Ruby, whatever your is last name is, Toriopa. It's close. It's close. So I can't properly pronounce it either because I can't roll my R's. So I had to go and marry a man from South America, <laughs> and my last name I'm going to say it the most white lady way that I can is Torialba. I kind of did it. I can kind of roll I, it. I heard it, man. That was pretty kinda. good. I've been practicing it for five years. We've been married five years now. And I was like, man, why couldn't I get like a Lopez or something? <laughs> easy. Because then Ur- whenever. Urbina. Yeah, Urbina. like just something. Something easy. But no, it had to be a last name that nobody has ever heard of. Unless you watch baseball, there's one baseball player that adds that last and name. And what's his last name? Torrealba. <laughs> and he's from Venezuela. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So my husband is originally from Brazil. Uh, his mom's from Brazil. His dad's from Venezuela. He grew up in both of those countries, Mexico, and then moved to Canada. And he moved to L.A. And then that's where we met. And 
he it's so funny how we met um he is a photographer and we were both online dating and he kept coming up as a 97 percent match for me on this dating site but I wouldn't talk to him because it said he was in a band. And I was like, okay. You're not a band girl. You're not I, a groupie. Okay. All girls are band girls at one point in time. They are. You would just pass that You part. both are band girls at one point. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, this guy is real fine, but I'm not going to talk to him. He's in a band. And um, I was 29 years old. I'm like, I'm done with that period of my life. I'm a grown up now. I'm a grown woman. <laughs> I am every woman. I do not need to be chasing boys in bands. And so he wrote to me and he was like, hey, I'm, I'm in a band. He's like, I'm in a band. <laughs> want to come watch me play? No. <laughs> he, uh, he was like, this isn't a creepy way to try and hit on you, which is already like kind of creepy to say that to a woman. But he's like, I'm a photographer and I would really love to shoot you for my portfolio because not only did I do hair at the time, I also modeled. I know. Look mm. at me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really something to look at. And uh, I was like, yeah, right. Send me a link to your portfolio. And so he did. And I was completely blown away. He's literally the best photographer I've ever seen, I've ever met. He shoots. It's very Vanity Fair Vogue type things. Mm. And so we met up to talk about a shoot. And I married him two months later. Wow. And we've been married for five years. Yes. Love of my life. God, I, he's my best friend. We do everything together. So we work together and That's we amazing. just like create art all the time together. That's my favorite part of my job is we just. So that 97% yeah. was spot it on. It was spot on. Okay. It, so if you're looking for real love, go to OkCupid. And I know people are like, no, OkCupid does not work. It does work. Right. It works. 97% <laughs> of the time. 97% of the time. It works. I mean, you're going to get some creepers on there, but it does work. You got to fill out all the surveys, though. Like, th they have, like, very in-depth ones, too. Like, really weird scenarios. Okay, hold on. Like, what are some of the questions? Like, okay, I can't exactly remember, but I'm going to give you, like, a... Ballpark. Like, okay, if your partner was on life support and you were going to pull the plug and would you have a priest come in and bless? Like it's really in depth can be sometimes morbid or weird things, but it really judges like your personality traits and wow. things that you value. And I don't know. Cause he is, we're so similar. We're pretty much the same person. So it's really bizarre how well it works. Wow. Well, I, I kind of want to get back to your relationship, yes. but kind of like, um, where were you born? Where'd you come up? What's your story? So I am originally born and raised in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And what I in the world is going on with hair in Minneapolis? I don't know. I haven't been there in a while. What is going on with <sighs> hair in Minneapolis? Just like, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, we're cool. Yeah. There's just great artists. Here's in the there. thing. Minneapolis has so many great artists just in general, from kind of every walk of life, mm -hmm. whether it's music, art, hair, fashion, we're kind of a hidden gem. And I'm a huge Prince fan, and so that was we like... We all are. Yes, it was, yeah. that, was a, that was a tough one for us. But I, I saw an interview once with Prince where he was getting interviewed about living in Minneapolis, and he's this big major artist, and they were asking him, why do you continue to live in Minneapolis? And he said, because the weather keeps the riffraff out. And so it's this, it's really a hidden gem where all these amazing artists collaborate together. And it's, it's just an amazing place. We have a really good scene for every kind of art there. 
um, I just couldn't take the weather anymore. So I was like, <laughs> I'm out of here. I think that makes you riffraff. Yeah, it, I was riffraff. <laughs> I'm out of here. It's funny because growing up, I always told my parents, I'm going to live in California. All the time I said that. I'm going to live in California. I'm going to move. I want to live in California. And my parents are like, it's so expensive. Or my dad's a police officer. He's retired now. And I think he's still convinced that the L.A. riots are still happening. And I'm like, that was a very isolated incident. That's not happening anymore. So he's, I think he's only been out twice for a handful of days since I've lived in L.A. And I've been there now almost seven years. Um, I kind of made my way to California. I had $850 in my bank account when I moved to California. I had no money. um, And I was starting from ground zero. I lived with a friend until I could get on my feet. I started working in a salon. And um, so you went out there to work in a salon, right? Yeah, it's I kind of have this weird path within the industry. So I went to the original Aveda Institute in Minneapolis. And um, I I wish that I would have gone somewhere cheaper because I'm still paying for it. I've been in the industry for 13 years and it was expensive. So whenever I have someone that reaches out to me and they want advice on where to go to beauty school, I tell them, get the cheapest education you can, Mm. because at the end of the day, you have the same exact license that I do. You know, it's it all comes with education that's outside of where you went to school. And that's what's so cool about what I do now and all the people that I know, because there's so much great education offered outside of beauty schools for continuing education. You can learn so much. Um, So I started out you know, going to beauty school there, that's uh, where I graduated from. And I worked behind the chair for many years in Minneapolis. And uh, I just, I always had trouble building up a decent clientele behind the chair, doing cutting and coloring and just having regular everyday clients. And I always saw myself doing something bigger. I always saw platform artists or people who worked red carpets or worked in the industry doing movies and TVs, commercials, and I fantasized so hard about being that person. But living in Minnesota, nobody does that. You just work behind the chair, you have your clients, you, you know, you do blonde foils all day, (laughs) you cut bobs, like, you know, you have, and that's your bread and butter, you know, it's families that live there. And so I left and I was like, I'm going to try and make it. I need to try and make it. And I'm just now really starting to get some big traction in L.A. And I went completely freelance about five years ago. So I have not worked behind the chair for roughly five years. What? Yes. I have No, not at all. So everything that I do, I book on my own. And it's all pretty much through social media. And if social media would have been what it was when I first started doing hair, I feel like I would be in a completely different place than I am now. Um, And maybe I would have built more behind the chair. But I feel like this really forced me to get into the path where I am now and doing what I absolutely love. Like last week, I got to work on a guest campaign. And as soon as I get home this week, I get to go work on a commercial for EA Sports and a new Madden football commercial. Like... It's really fun stuff like that. And my highest point of my career came about three, four weeks ago. I got to work on the red carpet at the Oscars. Wow. And it was 
my most proud moment that I've ever had. I have a, a good client of mine who is an honor host for Turner Classic Movies, and she's absolutely amazing. I've done her hair for almost every single major award show for the last few years now, and she called me. I was surprised that I hadn't heard from her for the Oscars, and I was like, oh, maybe she's not going to broadcast this year. Usually she's one of those people that goes and kind of interviews people on the red carpet, and I hadn't heard from her, and I was like, oh, maybe she's not doing it this year. And a couple of days before, I get a message from her, and she's like, are you available on Sunday? I just got asked by ABC to be their on-air host on the red carpet, and I need you to do my hair. And I was like, I'm booked, but let me move everything (laughs) around (laughs) because that is my ultimate goal. And I couldn't believe standing literally. I I had a full access pass. I couldn't believe it. I'm standing there watching Danny Glover walk behind me and meeting Tina Fey and seeing everybody that you see in TV and movies and just being completely wowed by the fact that that was my job for the day. Mm-hmm. And I would have never imagined 13 years ago sitting in beauty school thinking that that was going to be my life. But you, but you saw that. that you, you yeah. Said, so when you moved out to L.A., did you know somebody there? Did you like... I didn't really know anybody in the industry. So I had taken a small break from working behind the chair in Minneapolis to work for a company that did uh, retro reproduction clothing. And that's how I started doing independent hair education. So I was a manager at a clothing store that sold like pinup style clothing. And I started hosting what I called Miss Ruby's Beauty School on weekends. And they were free hair and makeup vintage hairstyling classes and it was in the mall of america so shout out to all my minneapolis like mall of america people yes we have a lot of friends i call it the death star because it's just like the most massive mall where we would go ride roller coasters on our break um it was really fun (laughs) and it's a four-story mall and so i would stand in our front window doing these hair classes and people from four stories would just look down and people would come in and flood in and Um, it ended up eventually leading me to, you know, move to California because I decided I really wanted to go back to doing hair full time after doing that. And I just got a job in a salon doing clients. And my biggest thing is I will put myself in any conversation that's going to help me further my career. So the first week I was living in Los Angeles, I was hanging out in yet another kind of like retro style clothing store. And there were two people that were shopping in there for a movie. They were looking for wardrobe. Mm -hmm. And I just went and inserted myself in their conversation. And I said, do you have anyone to do hair for your movie? And they said, we do, but we hate the person that's doing it. (laughs) (laughs) And I I was like. the opportunity for us to hate you too. Yeah. (laughs) I took it as an opportunity for me to work on a movie. (laughs) And it sure was. And I didn't realize who it was that I was talking to because I also, I don't have TV. I haven't had TV in years, so I don't know who anybody is. And I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're famous. And it was George Lucas's daughter. Oh, wow. And I got to work on her first movie. And so within my first week of living in L.A., she then that night invited me to Hayden Christensen's house to come and do a hair and makeup test. So I did. And they're like, "Okay, we'll hire you. And I went and I worked on her movie. And it was so surreal. And I just I felt this high. I'm like, 
holy crap, like this right. is this is so LA right now. <laughs> so so it's unlike so a LA. story that we've heard that we interviewed uh, we interviewed Phil because he almost quit the industry because yeah. yeah. LA is so tough. I've been there so many times. So you, you I mean, you just had the it. Yeah. And there, the, the thing is, it ebbs and flows, too. And it's all in who you know. Whether you're working in a salon and you really want to work your way up or you want to work in the industry the way that I do, it's all in who you know. And just inserting yourself in there, you can't be timid is the thing. You can't be afraid. You have to just continually... Try. Assertive, right? Face yeah. your fears. If yeah. you, even if you're afraid, face your fears. Yeah, absolutely. You never know what's going to happen. I mean, that's L- literally the worst thing that's going to happen is they say no. Right, right. That's the worst thing that can happen to you. And what's... Okay. On to the ne- next. Thank next. you, next. Uh, right. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. There's a million more of you. Steven yeah. Spielberg has a daughter, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's got a daughter out there. You know? It, it really is all in who you meet and who you know. So it's so, Kate. I want to slow down a little bit. So, um, like, kind of, I guess, at at the beginning, the beginning, like, kind of your branding is like pinup and stuff like that. Like, is it something that 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 you were interested in doing early on, and you were like, I'm going to make this work, or or like, how did you how did you get there? How did you stay there? And how did and 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 how did you get the name Miss Ruby? Of course. Yes. Okay. So I'll tell you I'll tell you the story of Miss Ruby first. So. I'm a July baby, so Ruby is my birthstone, and it's what my dad always called me when I was growing up. Aww. So, and I was total daddy's girl, and my dad's like a real man's man. He's a retired police officer, SWAT team, all that sort of stuff. And so, I went and got. If you see me, I have Ruby tattooed across my whole forearm. So that's <laughs> for my dad. And um, my parents were, they started getting into kind of vintage rockabilly swing all that sort of stuff when I was about 11 or 12 years old and I was always interested in vintage and retro things and they started collecting vintage cars and dancing and you know I kind of went along with that and I just kind of took to it Um, and then when I started working at that retro clothing store it just kind of went hand in hand with doing my classes there right when I was in beauty school, and I don't know if this is the case in every state anymore, but when I was in beauty school, you had to learn how to do finger waves, roller sets, pin curls. It was all of those things uh, in order to pass your state boards. Right. And when I was practicing for my state boards, God bless my mom. She's the sweetest lady on the planet. She was my state board model. And I could do a full head of wet set finger waves in eight minutes on her. That's how fast. Like, I practiced hard for that. And there were girls in my class when we were doing our state boards that they were like, I'm going to take the hit on this and I'm not even going to do it. They just like put their comb down and they're like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to even attempt it. And I was like, (laughs) whip it in there on my mom. And so that was, that was always my favorite thing to do. I didn't care as much about learning how to cut or color. It was always styling. I would come in early every single Friday and Saturday so that I would get all the prom, wedding, and special occasion appointments. And at that time, Mad Men had just come out. So we had a lot of people that awesome. were coming in for sets. And <laughs> we also, my beauty school was right by a retirement home. So all the little old ladies would come in for a shampoo set and... They called us beauty operators and tipped us in quarters and they were the cutest thing ever. (laughs) So I just kind of, I kept that 
going when I got into the salon, styling was always my favorite thing, whether it be weddings or, you know, doing vintage hair. And now that I've been doing it for so long, I'm starting to mainstream it a little bit. And roughly six, eight months ago, I changed my Instagram handle. So my Instagram handle used to be Miss Rockabilly Ruby. And I felt like I got completely pigeonholed into only doing vintage hair. When I can... Well, with a name like that, dude. With that name. <laughs> and when I first started, it it wasn't... On Instagram, it wasn't to sh- like show hair at all. It was just like my dog and my personal style and going to see bands play and things like that. And then the more and more I started building up what I was doing in the industry, I was like, okay, I can't post any more like outfit of the day photos. Like (laughs) I have to really laser focus into what I want to do. And so it's been a battle for about the last two years. I really wanted to change my handle and I was terrified Because when you brand yourself as one thing and you want to become more mainstream or change into something else, it can be really terrifying that you're going to lose a big part of your fan base. And I did. Um, So it's been a bit of a struggle showing people that I can do both and I can Mm -hmm. do other things besides, you know, a vintage set. But it's opening me up to so many more new opportunities and I'm meeting so many other new people. And the things that I'm doing now are more modernized versions of vintage hairstyles because that's what's really popular on the red carpet right now. And the people that are working in the industry, a lot of them, it drives me crazy when I go see a period piece movie and it's bad vintage hair. I'm like, please hire me. Here's my card. Please, for the love of God, hire me. Like I'm trying really hard to weasel my way into a union job um, because they're very strict about that. And I know a few people there, so... Maybe one day I'll get in there and then you'll see some really good vintage hair in a movie. But as of right now, I'm kind of moving towards a more mainstream market and, you know, showing people how they can do really glam red carpet looks and not necessarily full vintage sort of styles, which I can do both. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. What, um... I kind of want to go back to like like your fear of 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 losing was it losing your identity or losing client? I mean, what were you what were you what what was the fear? You know, was I, it, it I wasn't had, just followers. It had to be more than just that. No, it wasn't just about losing followers. It's I didn't feel like I was myself, so I felt like Miss Rockabilly Ruby was like a mask that I was hiding behind for the longest time, and I was so well known in the vintage like rockabilly pinup community that I was scared to evolve as a person. Mm -hmm. And that's one reason why I know we're on a podcast and you can't see me, but I was platinum blonde and I had shoulder length hair. I would set my hair every day and I went back to my natural hair color and I cut all my hair off because I felt like that was going to be the final step to killing Miss Rockabilly Ruby. <laughs> Sounds like a Britney Spears move. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to shave my head, but this was my compromise with my husband because he was like, please <laughs> don't shave your head because I felt like I, I didn't want to be the same person forever. And we all evolve and we all change. And I wanted to try new things. And I felt like 
what I was doing was getting played out and I didn't want to become forgotten or obsolete or be a one trick pony. I wanted to be accessible to a wide variety of people that wanted to come and learn from me or that I could showcase my skills to. So, and I'm going to be totally honest. And if people say, oh, I don't care about my followers, they're lying to you. Um, Because right now you're, Social media is currency at this given moment. I just recently submitted to about 15 to 20 different talent agencies in Los Angeles to become represented for what I do. And I had only one write me back. And I have 161,000 followers on Instagram. And they told me I didn't have a big enough social media presence. So, yes. So it... As, as much as people tell you they don't care about social media, people do care about social media. And I don't lose sleep over losing followers by any stretch of the imagination, but I want to be there for the community that I've built online. And I want to be able to provide them with great content that I'm producing and just, you know, really beautiful work that they can go, they can watch my videos, they can see my tutorials, they can see the work that I'm producing. And hopefully it inspires them and helps them become a better stylist. Or even if they're not a stylist, they just want to look at something pretty. So, so as you as you went through the transition of changing your brand, um, is there something like a learned opportunity that you went through that you can help share with, with someone who's listening that maybe in the process of doing the same thing, maybe they can, you know what, be aware of this or, you know, to, to help them not make the same mistake if you even made a mistake. I would just say be fearless because it took me two years. I'm not kidding you. My mom is like, she's my business cheerleader. She is the smartest woman on the planet. And I would call her and she always has me on speakerphone with my dad. And my dad is definitely the tough love. Do you guys know who Howie Long is? The football? Of comic? course. Okay, of course. so my dad is identical to him. Like literally to a T, except he has half sleeve tattoos. Like that's my dad. And so my mom is, she's super smart. She's really business savvy and she's also very loving. And my dad is like, he will just knock you out with his words. And so they're both on the phone with me and I'm telling them, you know, that I really want to change, but I'm just really afraid to. And, you know, they're giving me really good advice and I was just too scared for the longest time. And I finally got so fed up that I just pulled the trigger and I just did it. And I lost, I started growing again recently. Um, but I would say I lost about 6,000 followers when I like really made my transition. Um, that's less than 5%. Yeah. Too, right? And it was, it was in a, it, it was in a pretty good um, chunk of time where, you know, people, they just didn't care. They were like, Oh, well, you're not going to show me a pinup style. Then I don't care. I don't want to follow you. And as much as I would tell people like, Oh, fine. Well, I don't care. Then just unfollow me. It still bothered me because I'm like, well, I'm still an artist. You were following me because I was an artist. You should like to see me grow and evolve and change. But it's dead weight. If you don't want to see somebody grow and evolve and change, mm. then you're dead weight. You can you can stop following me then. You can bye cuz right. I'm always going to evolve. I'm always going to change. I don't want to be put in a box. So, my biggest piece of advice would just be be fearless about it and just do it. Cuz if you don't, then you're not going to grow ever. Nothing ever is ever going to change for you. That's 
Yeah, that's, that's perfect advice. What's that quote? I'm going to mess it up because I mess up all quotes. But change happens when staying in place is l- more painful than changing. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. 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 There makes, is, makes sense. I've definitely had growing pains for sure. I mean, it, like... I've basically been having an identity crisis like for, I don't know, the past like six or eight months. And luckily being on the Cosmoprof artistic team, it's such a family. I mean, there's only eight of us and everybody is so supportive that when we were at the Long Beach show back in January, I was sitting in a room with uh, Olivia Smalley and Christina Kreidel from the team. And I was like, I literally don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know what I'm doing. And they sat there and I could see the wheels turning in their head. They're like, okay, let's make a game plan. What are we going to do? And Christina was just like bulldozing it down. And she will send me so many inspirational posts and things like, oh my God, I could see you doing this. Let's do that. Let's work on this. And it's such a good collaborative team effort to be with people like that, that actually want to help you and succeed. And she went through the same thing, I think about a year ago. And so she had just gone through it and she was like, all right, let me help you out. And still That's going amazing. Yeah. It's amazing to have friends like that. And especially it like, is. and you didn't even really seek them, right? They kind of mm-hmm. like they were placed in your life as like some kind of divine intervention or something. Literally Cosmoprof. It's, it's so it's mind blowing to me because they literally came out of nowhere and I have entered so many styling competitions, you know, on Instagram, there's always things going on mm-hmm. and I would always submit things. I've been nominated for a lot of awards and, you know, made it as a finalist to so many competitions and I never won anything ever. I always used to tell my husband, I'm like, I am the best loser in town because I am just <laughs> always losing every single time. And it reminds me of Ben. Like, <laughs> second ben place Ben. Yeah. Second place Ben. Yeah. Right. We're the best losers, right. man. I'm really good at losing. I'm really, right. really good at losing. And it was funny because last year was the very first License to Create Awards. And um, I had been, for the past several years, I was really focused on, you know, putting my work into other award shows and trying to win like these big award shows and I would get nominated and then I would always lose every time. <laughs> and I randomly well, came. Well, you didn't win. I didn't. You didn't lose. I didn't, didn't win. No, I lost. Right. No, <laughs> just a loser. Right. <laughs> so I came across, it was literally the last week for entries for the license to create awards. And the only category that I could enter was updos. Um, and so I went through my phone and I picked a few of my favorites. I last ditch effort threw them in there and I got nominated and I was like, Oh, all right. Well, cool. I've made it this far in other places before. (laughs) I'm not going to get too excited. And, uh, I was booked with a wedding that weekend in LA where I live and it was in Orlando and they kept asking me, are you going to come out? Are you going to come out? And I should have taken that as some sort of like a hint, but I was like, no, I can't. I've literally never called in sick to work. I've never canceled on a client and I have never not shown up for a wedding. So I was not about to start then. And I was at home and I was watching it 
and it was not streaming live online for some reason. It wasn't working, so I was watching. I think it was Modern Salon or Babyliss Pro was on live on Instagram, and I saw Lala from Lala's Updo's come out, and she's announcing who was going to win that award, and they cut off the live video, no! right, when they went to, and I was screaming in my bedroom, I'm like, but who won? And then I started getting flooded with messages that I won, so I didn't even get to see it oh live that I won, and I came running out of the bedroom and I scream upstairs to my husband that I won and he thought that I saw like a spider in the house because I was <laughs> screaming and crying. It's like, <laughs> I was like, I won. Oh my gosh. And yeah, so then he took me out for ice cream and that was the first award. After almost 13 years in the industry, that was the first time that I had ever won anything for uh, what I do. And well, let's pound it yes, out. Yes, pound, yeah. pound. Yes, it was amazing. Congrats. And then shortly after, I started meeting the team, and um, I met Ashley from Cosmoprof at a Kenra event. And it was so funny because I was telling everyone it was about a month after or so after the awards. Um, you know, we were all there, and I was telling a group of people that I had won, and I didn't realize that she was standing behind me. And they said, well, what did you get for winning? And I said, well, I I won. That's all that mattered to right. me was I had the best updo. I won. That's all I care about. And she came around the corner. And she was like, yeah, and there's much more to come. And I was like, ooh, yes. And I ended up coming and doing a show for them last October. And I taught on the main stage and I felt like a freaking rock star. And then right after that, they asked me to join the artistic team. And here we are now. So they just like. The rest is history. I That's know. So the awesome. rest is history. And. They are seriously the best company because I've been approached by other teams and I just felt so comfortable and so at home with Cosmoprof that I couldn't imagine being anywhere else at this moment because they just take such good care of you and they make you feel like a family. They've been nothing but uh, great to us. They're amazing. Yeah, I love really them. And everybody on the team, it's like you could reach out to anybody in the middle of the night and just ask them for advice or for help, and they would be there for you. Don't ever ask Keon for advice in the middle of the night because he <laughs> might keep you on there for 12 he hours. He will. Right, yeah. <laughs> he will. And I'm such a night owl, too, and I'm on West Coast time and he's East Coast time. So I remember asking him when I went to like get my hair cut off, I messaged him and I was like, Keon, I need a barber that can also cut women's hair. Who do you know? And it was middle of the night, and he was like, Boom, sent me a bunch of people. And I was like, yes, you are the perfect person to ask this for. Uh, well, that, that way, if he talks to you at 3 a.m., it's only midnight your time. Yeah, it's so. perfect timing. Yeah. It's perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, pretty. Yeah. No, I was going to say, so so here you are riding on this roller coaster with Cosmoprof now. I mean, what's what's next? What's next for me? That is, you know what? It's. I try not to have a plan because I don't ever know what's going to happen. I, right now, I'm putting out to try and find an agent in L.A. so that I can work on, like, big commercial shoots and things like that, work in production, music videos. I've done some big and small music videos, some big and small productions. Um, because I work 100% freelance, it would be nice to be getting, you know, big jobs consistently. And... Who knows if I get into the, what the heck is it called now? Oh, 
if uh, if I am able to get into the union mm-hmm. in L.A., which it's really difficult to do, then I can work on productions and things like that. My ultimate goal would just be with an agency and be able to do as much red carpet and commercial work as possible and then still do education for shows. Would you be uh, under contract with, with somebody or would you still be uh, like be able to be free, like a freelancer? It's kind of a little bit of both. So if it comes through the agency, I can work through an agency and I'm able to take those jobs and then I'm still able to take jobs on my own as well uh, if I get approached from outside of there. So, you know, it's it's kind of all up to me, which I like. I love being able to have my freedom and that's one of the reasons why I love what I do and for me personally not working behind the chair because I always felt stir crazy being in the salon and Whenever I've gone and spoken to beauty school students, I've had students come up to me afterwards and they were like, oh my gosh, I was so panicked thinking that when I got done, I had to go and work in a salon and I had to go and work behind the chair because a great majority of the people that you even meet at shows or that are in the industry work behind the chair. Most of us do. And I don't anymore. And you can, you can make it and you can really make this job your own, whatever you want to do. So it's kind of i have i have so much freedom to do yeah, whatever i want which is great worlds. yeah it really is yeah that's it's fantastic it. yeah. and i like a change of scenery i don't like going to the same place every single day it right. bores me right. <laughs> so it's great for that's, me that is awesome what was that like how, how long have you been freelance out of the five salon? years five years yeah so what was that like conversation like Come with on, yourself? five years out of 13 years that's yeah. that's pretty good yeah uh, definitely but what was that conversation with yourself or with your husband or with your parents about like you know i'm gonna go freelance and like and like what was that decision making process because it wasn't easy no it was terrifying it was really scary so it was really scary for us especially because my husband's an immigrant and um he he just got permanent resident. Yes. In the US. I know. Yes. So it, we had an uphill battle when we first got married. So I met my husband. We got married two months later because we wanted to start his citizenship process as soon as we could. So we did the courthouse and then we had a big wedding later down the road, but it was really hard because it was really hard for him to find work in the U S. And so it, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How did your your dad being a hardcore like you know when you're like dad I I know him two months I'm getting married yeah how how did he handle okay so (laughs) Charles greased the wheels took the family to Disneyland and my dad while he's like a hard ass and like really scary he's also the biggest child I've ever met in my life so you bring my dad to Disneyland. All bets are off. He'll say yes to anything <laughs> at Disneyland. Right. So I was terrified because I was like, you have to ask my parents for permission. And um, so I like went off into the corner and they were in the five and dime in Toontown. And he went around the corner. I saw them and I was like, oh, my God, my dad looks really scary right now. And I was like, what if they say no? <laughs> and then I was like, well, if they say, no, you're a grown woman, you make your own decisions, you can just you just go marry that man. And then I saw my dad shake his hand, and I was like, oh, thank God. I, I don't have to make a grown woman decision. And like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I can just do it. I can just do it. Aww. So, yeah, they, they were... And then it's funny because 
they had to, um, one of my parents had to be a sponsor for him to come into the U.S. because at the time we didn't make enough money because you have to make a lot of money in order to sponsor somebody to be in the U.S. And my parents fought over who was going to be his sponsor. They're like, no, I want to be a sponsor. I do. (laughs) And so, I mean, it was really challenging. He just worked, um, he's a photographer, so he worked at a camera store, but he has a background in graphic and web design and so he was looking for a corporate job and it took a really long time for him to find like a good paying job and it was I ended up taking odd jobs and working in the salon and I did so much and it got to a point where I was like I just have to do it I have to go freelance or I'm never going to do it and it was terrifying and it still is every year in December Usually that is a hairdresser's busiest month. And I see all of my friends posting on social media. They're like, oh my God, kill me. December is the worst. It's my slowest month of the year by far. December, January, February is famine for me. (laughs) Like there's nothing going on. And then as soon as March hits, that's when like show season starts and people are starting to shoot for clothing lines for fall, summer, all those sort of things. And things start to pick back up again. But I just remember talking to my husband and telling him, like, okay, he had finally gotten a good job and he had been working there a couple months. And I told him, I was like, I'm really burning the candle at both ends here, doing freelance work and doing all of these other, like, odd jobs. And I had actually taken a job working social media corporate office for sexy hair um, on top of taking clients and doing photo shoots and all that sort of stuff. And so I was like, I just have to quit doing all of this and just focus on my freelance business. And I also do my own independent education. And so that's when I really started to like really laser focus in on my own independent education. Hey, and you see that? I see a big red S. So like Superwoman. Yes. <laughs> it's like yes. Superwoman, right? Oh, my it God. I, I never sleep. I All I do is work. That's the difference like with somebody who is independent and you know somebody who just works a regular nine to five we just never quit when it's your own business and it's your baby and especially being freelance Mm -hmm. and not working in a salon where you could potentially just get walk-ins or someone off the street that comes in or you know they see your salon as they're driving by when you don't have that the grind literally never stops it that's, just goes on. That's and that's one of the things that uh, hopefully our listeners, you know, are, are trying to, you know, I'm, here I am stuttering, but receiving in the sense of, you know, when they see you at a show, they see all the fashion or they see you on the red carpet, all the all the wonderful, glorious things that are happening to you, the things that it took to get there. Oh, man. Yeah, that's the end of the road, not the beginning, right? It so is. It's It so is. And... It was funny because I had somebody say to me recently after they saw me posting on the red carpet at the Oscars, they said, you're so lucky. And then they stopped themselves and they were like, no, you're not lucky. You worked really hard to get there. And you don't see the times where I'm sitting crying because I'm I'm not booking and I'm thinking, oh, man, should I just go back to working in the salon? But I feel like that's a step back for me because that's not what I want to be doing. Or, you know, I literally, for my education, I pay for everything myself. 
I don't, I have brands that will send products, but I'm not being flown all over the world. Last year, I taught only international classes. I taught in Germany, the UK and Australia, and I paid for everything myself. And so if people aren't booking my classes, that comes out of my bank account. So I line up literally everything from finding the venue to lining up every single ticket sale, renting chairs, buying food, making sure people have water. I have every single model where I'm staying, the Airbnb, my Ubers, my flights, my baggage, packing everything, repacking it, moving it myself. I'm literally a one woman show. And my husband helps me so much. He comes on a lot of my trips with me, but people don't see the behind the scenes. And that's one thing with independent education and independent artists that are doing education now. I've seen a lot of people backlash with the cost of ticket prices. You're paying for all of the behind the scenes stuff that we're doing. Not only the years that we've taken to learn what we're doing to then turn around and share with you, but the blood, sweat and tears that go into how we're producing a high quality educational experience for you and bringing it across the world. Because flying to Sydney from Los Angeles, man, that's a long flight. <laughs> oh my! And a lot of bags, right? Yeah. Yes. You're bringing hair. You're oh, bringing everything, right? It was. And so when I travel with my husband, we set up to do, I do classes, hair classes, and then we set up to do photo shoots. So I'll do hair and makeup on our photo shoots, and then I'm teaching classes too. And it's literally back to back to back. We'll do, you know, two, three days of photo shoots, and then I'm teaching a class. And then we go to the airport, we fly, we get in, and we do it all over again in city after city after city and we have so much luggage and I mean that stuff like wears on you but that's what my life is and I wouldn't have it any other way I love it it would be nice if I had somebody that just like oh just show up and teach this class that would be fantastic (laughs) we lined up all your flights for you Miss right. Tori Alba. Right. That would be that would be Ms. fantastic. Ruby. Yes, Miss Ruby. Ms. Ruby. We lined it up. Yeah. That's so cool, man. I yeah, mean, we'll work on that. Yeah. We'll Thank work you. On that. Thank you. Yeah. If anybody out there wants to do it for free, because I don't. Yeah. I I could use that. I could use. I can't pay you. I can pay you in Hollywood waves. <laughs> I love That's it. what I can pay you in. Love that. <laughs> Hook a Miss Ruby up, dog. Yes, please. That's so cool. So, um, so you're with Cosmoprof Artistic Team, which is very yes. cool. And is this your first like big show, though, right? Yes. So I did a stand-in for Lala's Updo's last October. She uh, had a family emergency, and they called me. I was on vacation. Once again, in, Superwoman. Yes, I know. Right. I was. I, I was on vacation in Mexico when I got their call, and I was like, "Yes, I'll be there." I literally flew in. I went home. I changed my clothes. I went back to the airport and I flew to Charlotte to do the show. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. You looked over at your husband like, yeah, I'm out of here. So make sure I you know. take my bags home. I know. He's so, he, he, I feel so bad because I FaceTime him if he can't come with me to a show. And I miss our dogs all the time, too. And he's like, I don't see you. I'm like, I know, during, during show season. or I usually book my classes between... February and October. So during those months, it's just go time. I'm gone constantly teaching in different cities all over the world. Yeah. It's got to, you know, like you said, you choose this and you, this is what you want to do. Yeah. And there's so many people out here, obviously, that's, uh, you know, looking forward to it. And, you know, 
you're, you're super busy. So everybody yeah. wants a piece of Ruby. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Come and get it. Come get like, it. Come, come get, get it. Come, get, come to my classes, man. Because that's the hardest thing for me is like, I want you guys to come to my classes. I love teaching so much. I started out my very first salon that I worked at. I came in and they immediately made me an updo educator. And the, that salon, you had to go through different training when you started with them, whether you had been in the industry for five minutes or 15 years. When you started there, you went through education, and that was my department. So break down, break down a, a Miss Ruby's class. I mean, not only you know, you're teaching what you're teaching, but are you t- teaching social media how, or you know, that part of it too? Yeah, like the- yeah, I'll kind of cover everything. I, I always tell people, I'm like, even if what, whatever I'm doing right now, you can ask me whatever questions, and I'll tell you exactly how I do anything. Um, even photographing different hairstyles, how I'm doing different hairstyles, go through my Instagram, pull something up that you want to learn. I'll walk you through everything. So this year I'm changing it. So it used to be Miss Ruby's beauty school. And this year I'm calling it retro remastered. So I know (laughs) I have to thank my really good friend, Erica. She's the makeup artist that I work with all the time. She came up with that name and I was like, God bless you. (laughs) Because I wanted it to be like modernized, you know, old Hollywood glam that you see on the red carpet. So Retro Remastered this year is going to be offering demo and hands-on, which I've never done in a group setting. I've oh, done, wow. yeah, I've done one-on-one uh, hands-on mm-hmm. classes in North Hollywood where I have my studio. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be really fun. So in a typical class, you come in and um, I have handouts for every single person because I want you to be able to leave my class, not only seeing it, but to have it written down for you so you can refer back to it later and you can pay attention during the class. You're not busy writing down because I always see that at hair shows. People are writing everything down. I want to give this to you as a reference so that when you come back to it, oh, okay, that's what she was talking about. I want you to be able to watch. So I do three styles. I walk you through every single style and give you product knowledge. We'll talk social media. I'm showing you every step of everything. I have you come up touch too. I always, I want you to get a full view of everything that I'm doing. You can take photos, all that good stuff. Uh, And then for the hands-on portion that I'm gonna be doing, I have a lot of women that come to my classes who aren't even hairdressers, that just wanna learn how to do hair on themselves. So I'm assuming I'm gonna have a good mix of both hairdressers and people who want to learn on themselves so you can either bring a model bring a mannequin head do it on yourself and we'll just have a good old time doing the hands-on portion so i'm super excited about that's pretty cool man yeah you know i mean even like you said hollywood waves and stuff and there's like you're seeing so much more of that you know yeah mufasa yes oh i love him he's such a charm he is he's just the best i know we've been talking about doing a class together (gasps) so i know So maybe, I don't know if I was supposed to say that. Sorry, Mustafa. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't mind. He doesn't right. mind. He doesn't mind. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe. It, the, the king bag. and queen of waves. Right. Ooh. I know. Wave royalty. <laughs> you, don't need your, you don't need Aaron. I know. You, you got it up there, man. You know. <laughs> so what's, uh, what's, uh, what's Cosmoprof have in store for you over the next year or so? So I am doing really fun styling classes at each show. And... I'm kind of doing a mix of like the vintage retro and what you're seeing red or red carpet 
you know, Hollywood glam type styling. And I did a really fun live. I've been getting into, since I cut my hair short, mm-hmm. I've been getting into doing a lot of pixie styling too. So I just did a Facebook live where I did like a really cool, modern, like motorcycle Marilyn Monroe type style. That. So that was really fun. Um, just creating like really fun videos for them. I, I love making tutorials and that's really a big like way that I grew my following. Mm-hmm. I got in when it was good on social media and in a year I doubled my following just from making video tutorials. Wow. And that's when it started out when it was 15 seconds and mm. they would get reposted all the time. And so I love making tutorials. That's a, that's something that I'm doing with them all the time and just pushing as much glam styling as possible. So, Kat, are you using any of, like, the long formats now? Like the IGTV or, like, the uh, the longer formats with the, the tutorials? I can't ever say that word, by the way. Tutorials? It's very close to your last name. Say it fast three times. Tutorialba. Tutorialba. Oh, my God. Yes! It's there. Oh, that's a thing. That's a thing now. Tutorialba. You know, I've tried, and, okay, I'm going to be honest. I'm really, like, social media savvy, but I'm technology, like, I'm I'm an idiot with technology. I really am. And God bless my husband. He's so smart and he's so good with all that stuff. And so I've done a few IGTV things. I'm really good at doing Instagram lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm good at making tutorials. And I've even done like online education too in the past. And I need to figure out, because I was just talking, I started collaborating with um, Hair Godzito recently. And he's, Ricky. I love him. He's yeah. so nice. He's a great guy. And we've been talking about IGTV, and I've been seeing his posts come up, and they're the long format, and I don't know how to upload a long format video so that it's on my my page, but then leads into IGTV. I don't know. I need to figure that out. So <laughs> I think do, don't do don't you just take your IGTV and just post it, and then they'll know. post the first minute. I don't. Because then they give you the little like, do you want to watch? Continue watching. Yeah, this? that's. I, see, I need to figure that out. I think they do it for you. Okay. If but they don't do ask it for me, me. I don't know anything. I don't know. I don't know anything either. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Right, it sounds like you're, uh, you're speaking Portuguese. I have no idea. Yes, my husband speaks Portuguese, right. <laughs> so I could maybe understand a bit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you should ask Ricky. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's like, oh, you just like put it on there sort of thing. I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? <laughs> he's so savvy with all that stuff. And he's got like all the cameras. He's fun to collab with, too. Like his studio, because he's literally he's 12 minutes from my house. Perfect. And his whole studio, it's like all these little cameras everywhere. And he's got stuff on his phone and he's coming around with GoPros. <laughs> and then he just throws together these amazing videos in like five minutes. And I'm like, how do you do that? Right. For a one-minute tutorial where I'm in front of a backdrop, that's like three hours of my life right there. And he's like five minutes later, and it's got all these cool cuts and edits and special effects, and a magician comes in. I don't know. (laughs) Pulls a rabbit out of somebody's vivid hairstyle. And I'm like, you are are fantastic. I don't know how you do all this. That is so cool, man. Yeah, he's awesome. That's one thing that I'm also focusing a lot on that I've been doing in recent months is collaborating with as many other artists as possible. Just it's good for cross promotion, but then it's also good just meeting new people in your industry and working with so many awesome people and getting really good content, like really 
fun stuff to post. Yeah. I mean, I'm just it like expands your database as yeah. well. Yeah, I'm just imagining like you know Ricky's really cool looks, and then like you you putting the fin- finishing touches on it and stuff. Oh yeah, I can't. <gasps> oh, I'll show you. You were reaching for your phone. I was. Oh, I can't. We got to get off air so we can take a so we can take a peek. I know. Right, there's over. good ones. <laughs> the other person that I've been collaborating with a lot is Sarai Spear too, and she's like, oh, she is. She's my in, spirit animal. She dude. lives in my mm-hmm. heart. Me too. I want her to move into my house. I love her. Sarai, you just move in. <laughs> move into her heart. She's trying to convince her husband to move to California so that they can come out. And she's been coming out like once every other month. So in my house in North Hollywood, my husband and I, uh, we're basically live work. So we have a loft upstairs and our loft is a photo studio. And then I have a private area where I do styling. And so she's been coming out. We've been doing really rad. She'll do color and then I'll do styling. And we set up bomb photo shoots in our studio and the stuff that we've been cranking out is so much fun. And I've started doing the same thing with Ricky and then just, as many other artists as possible. And when I travel, I try and hit people up. Or if I see another artist is coming into town, I'm like, oh my God, can I please come style your models after your color class just so that we can like oh, meet. Wow, that's and a great idea. Yeah, it's fun to meet other people and cross promote each other. And you know, I was, I was, awesome. yeah. this thing that keeps going through my head is that, is that, you know, we need the brands in our industry, but we also need each other. Yeah. Right. And I think we're, I think that we're kind of like, that's all coming to, not to a head necessarily, but it's all coming together. Yeah. Right now. And, and I think social media has allowed us to do that. Right. So yeah. it's allowed us to look around the country and be like, Hey, that's pretty yeah. cool. You know? And, and I love that there's this like artist empowerment right now and this hairdresser empowerment. And I'm just, I'm, I'm really stoked with where this industry is right now. And kind of where it's going. Yeah. yeah. I think it's people like you with, uh, who take took the independent education, independent avenue yeah. by a foothold and, you know what I mean, help pave the way for, for a lot of people. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's really interesting because you, before, it was hard to meet anybody else. You could meet people at hair shows, but it wasn't the same until social media came along. And I would say never be afraid to reach out to somebody via social media that, you do want to work with because for the longest time I stayed quiet and I was like, Oh, this person doesn't know who I am or they would never write me back. And the day that Ricky inboxed me, I was like, okay, (laughs) I've made it now. Like Ricky just inboxed me, wanted to work with me. And like the first person I really started doing that was, uh, hair by Miss Kelly O. And she, I love her too. Love her. Love her. We interviewed her, her last year, and what she's what a, the best. She's the it's because she's Canadian. She's <laughs> she's from right north of where I'm from, and I I feel like Minnesota is the Canada of the United States. Right. So I get along really well with Canadians, and I can pick out a Canadian from a mile away. Right. Like That's awesome. first word out of your mouth. I know if you're Canadian or not, and then I'm just going to gravitate towards you and you're going to be my friend. So she was really the first person that I started doing that with and kind of talking with. And then I started doing well, it with Presley She kind of has Poe. like a pinup like, like vibe. Oh yeah, she does. Too, right? She totally does. Yeah. And she had been following me and then she fangirled that I fangirled over her. And so it was a mutual fangirling. And I have that like with Presley Poe. I'm her biggest fan. And no, you're not. Yeah, no, I, no, I'll fight you in the street. No, no, we're not. <laughs> I'll fight you in the street. We're, you can get taken down, girl. 
<laughs> yeah, you're gonna get put in a jujitsu hold. <laughs> and she, every time I see her, before I can even get a word out of my mouth, she is whoever is standing with her. She's like, you need to go follow her. She's the best. You, her styling is absolutely amazing. She's the best hairdresser. I idolize her, and I'm like, oh my, you're Presley Powell. I idolize you. Everybody idolizes you, and that's such the beauty of social media and being able to connect with so many different artists in our industry. I feel, mm. I felt like I never fit in in the salon and this makes me feel like it's just one big salon that I can go and I can cherry pick who I can surround myself with, who can be my crew and I can find I my people. That. It's amazing. I we, love it. Tony great. and I joke a lot of times that kind of like we crowbarred our way into the industry. Like, I mean, although we've been doing hair for 30 years and stuff, but once we started the podcast, like, you know, we did hair in a salon. But yeah. to be actually part of the industry, you know, we kind of crowbarred our way in. And the truth is we did it exactly how you said. Is yeah. That we just started DMing people. I mean, that's what's been great about yes. Instagram for us is like it just gives us an avenue to talk to people. Yeah. You know, we just started DMing them. And then, you know, those who said yes said yes. And those who said no will say yes later. Can I tell you... So I started doing that to people that are agency hairdressers and um, I DM Ted Gibson and he wrote me back. <gasps> no, he didn't. He did. That's so cool. And well, he just opened the salon in he LA. He did. Yeah, he did. And I like want to go lurk around it so bad because it looks so badass. But it's, you know, people where I feel like I'm such a small blip on the map. I'm like, OK, I'm going to message Chris Appleton. I'm going to message... Ted Gibson, I'm going to message this person, I'm going to message that person. And when I saw, you have an unread message from Ted Gibson, I was like, ah, okay. Did like, you read it or did you Oh, I read first? it, yeah. Or did you oh, dance I read first? It. Oh, I kind of like got nervous. Uh-huh. And I was probably in bed watching Netflix like I do. Because <laughs> I'm, when I'm not like out, I always tell people that I'm like, the biggest extroverted introvert on the planet because I can start a conversation with anybody. I can go be on the main stage and like be the life of the party. And then when I get home, I am in my yoga pants, no makeup, eating dry cereal out of the box where it's like all over my chest and watching Netflix. Yeah. So that's <laughs> must, my, be a, must be a Kate thing. Yeah, it is. It is a Kate right. thing for sure. Yeah. She doesn't even care. She missed no. it. <laughs> <laughs> Still missed it. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. So I'm sure I was like, you know, because that's usually when I see those moments, I'm like in bed. I did. I like to do fun looks on myself, too. I probably own like 30 wigs. And the whole month of October, I like to do Halloween looks. And not this past October, but the one before, I did a 1960s Dolly Parton look. And I made everybody go and tag Dolly Parton in it, and she liked it and commented on it. No, she didn't. She sure did. She that, sure That would have been did. the highlight there. It bro. was. We were getting ready for bed, and my husband is the type of person that falls asleep in an instant. Like, head hits the pillow, he's out. Mm -hmm. And so the lights were off, and we had just settled into bed, and I was going to scroll till I fell asleep. And so I saw that, and I immediately wanted to start screaming. And I was like, Charles, are you asleep? And he was like, what? No. And so I turned the lights on and I jumped out of bed and I was like, Dolly Parton liked my photo and she commented on it. And I was screaming and I had to wait because my parents are on East Coast time, but I called my mom first thing in the morning. I was like, Dolly Parton liked my photo. And so I'm like, one day, Dolly, we'll meet. We'll meet. And I'll do one of your fabulous hairstyles. That's yeah. so interesting yeah. that you said that because look who's walking. Oh, oh, man. Oh, <laughs> oh, what a letdown. That is a letdown <laughs> that Dolly Parton's not standing in that doorway <laughs> right now. That's a cruel joke. 
I know. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty awesome. If I had that kind of clout, I would pull it off for you, oh, yeah. kid. Yes. One yeah. day. One day. One day. Hair industry is going to bring you Dolly Parton. Yes. I did meet my hey, idol. Everybody that's <laughs> listening to this, tag Dolly Parton. Yes, do it. I did meet my idol, though, when I was at the Oscars. I met Tina Fey, and I cried afterwards. Not in front of her. Afterwards. <laughs> I, like, held it together. But I told the makeup girl, because I didn't realize when I got there that I was actually going to get to be on the red carpet. I thought I was just going to do my client's hair in the hotel that's right behind the Dolby Theater, and then I'd be on my merry way. But I dressed nice just in case. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, you're coming down. You're going to, like, be on the red carpet. And I, because I live in L.A. and you see, like, stars are just like us, you know, like right. in the magazines. And you see people out, usually at the grocery store or at Starbucks or whatever. I don't typically get starstruck, but I have two people that are my, I, one I won't even acknowledge. I would just have to, like, I'm in the presence, and that would be Gwen Stefani. She's my, I will do, I'll do her hair one day, but I just probably won't even speak to her because I can't. What do you say to Gwen Stefani? She's perfect. And then my other is Tina Fey. And so I was telling the makeup girl on, you know, when we were at the Oscars, those are my two people. I don't get starstruck by anybody. So anybody that walks by me, whatever. And once we finished filming and it was like go time and everybody's arriving and you literally can barely even walk through. There's so many people. We're walking through and we're about to leave and the makeup girl reaches behind and she grabs my hand and she starts pushing through the whole crowd going really fast. And then she throws me off to the side and starts walking off and she threw me off right in front of Tina Fey. No. And I was like, and we were like ships passing in the night. And I just, I, I touched her arm and I was like, oh my God, you look so beautiful. I'm such a fan. And she was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And I was like, <laughs> she talked to me. I was like, I was like, that's cool. And then I like walked around the corner and off the red carpet into the behind the scenes area where like nobody is. And the makeup girl was waiting there. And I was like, thank you for that. Thanks. And I was like all welled up. And I was like, that was my one. She's like, no, you still have Gwen Stefani. And I was like, I do, but I'm just going to breathe her air. And that's about it. Like I won't, I can't acknowledge her. She's too perfect. Uh, that's yeah. so cool. You're so awesome. Thank you. You guys are awesome. This You're is amazing. fun. Can we? Can I just like be the third wheel on this? Absolutely. Anytime you want. If you're serious, absolutely. Yes, I would love to. We would definitely 100. Let's have do you. that. You know what? Let's plan on. Um, let's plan on premiere. Yes. And then. Um, yes. So okay. So we'll, I would love we'll talk. That. We'll talk when we get off air. Yeah. About it, and then we would love to have you. That'd be a lot of fun. I would love actually. that. That's cool. All right. Welcome to Hair Industry. Welcome to yes. the team. I know, right? We need to get our t-shirt. I know. I need one. I need one for sure. This is so fun. Awesome. Thank we'll you guys it. for having me. Kate, thank you so much. Yes. It, 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 was, it, it, it was awesome. Yeah. It was really, really it was awesome. And, and that was so cool. Thank, thank you, you for sharing your story of with course. us. And Anytime. you know, Once again, thanks, Cosmoprof, for hooking us up. That was really cool. Yes. Well, um, we never really truly you know, welcomed her. So welcome to your day off and now he's gonna he's gonna end it <laughs> we just jumped right into her story like yes. we said yeah we, you know we didn't even get into head it. first I know. yeah she, yeah she did her <laughs> husband man yeah she's right into her husband kate miss ruby i'm not attempting the last name thank you very very much for joining us on your day off
Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>